Welcome everybody to the Spawn of Me podcast. This is episode 216 of our show. I am Khalif Adams and I'm joined this week and every week with my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the man who actually made the playoffs this year. It is Cicero Holmes. How are you doing, sir? I'm going to be the coach of the Knicks. Nice. <laughs> Wait, how, do, how does that work? I like turtles. <laughs> Jesus Christmas. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm, you know, uh, uh, Ding Dong, uh, the uh, witch is dead. Jeff Hornacek is uh, gone. He's not dead, uh, but uh, you know, just kill Jeff Hornacek. Yeah, off. exactly. You know, I mean, listen, he's a bully. He's fighting Joakim Noah and all sorts of crazy mess. Um, yeah, so you know, I'm I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, speaking of Joakim Noah, uh, Chicago's weather makes me think of Joakim Noah all the time. So. Um, <laughs> If if people want to understand exactly what I'm talking about, if you want like if you want 40 seconds to kind of let you know what it's like to live in Chicago, go to YouTube and type in Joakim Noah finds out it's snowing. Um, oh, it God. is it is like it is what what it's like to live in Chicago in in less than a minute. It is beautiful. I love you, Joakim. Love you, Joakim Noah. Yes. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. We need That's to have funny. an episode that's just called Joakim Noah. Anyway, uh, also <laughs> joining us this week and every week, my man, my mellow, the smooth kind of fellow, the man who makes STEM look good, the man who makes science look good, the man who makes gaming look good, the man who makes tutoring look good, the man who makes mini froze look good. It is Sharif Jackson of SharifJackson.com. How are you, sir? What is up? Um, peace to Jeff Hornacek, man. Um you know, I was a fan of these, uh, not to bring it too much of a sports tangent, but the, the, those 90s jazz teams that lost to the Bulls, such great teams that I feel like they deserved championships. Uh, you know, Horn, Hornacek, Stockton Malone, all, 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 all those cats out there. So shout, sh- sh- shout out to Hornacek, man. You know, it's, it's, it, he, he, he had an impossible task ahead of him, <laughs> um, but he still tried it out. So prop. Props to him, man. Props. The Utah Jazz of the 90s, a.k.a. Team Thigh Meat. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it was real yeah, team, uh, back team, in the day. Team Poom Poom Shorts. Team Poom Poom Shorts. Uh, also joining us this week and every week, the Duchess of Diversity. She is back. She has returned. She has returned from from the cold wastelands of, of, of Boston. What's up, Tanya DePass? How you doing? Oh, my God. I'm home for like two whole weeks. What the hell? Word. What? Word. I know. I didn't even know it was two whole weeks. I know, right? Like I'm actually home for two whole weeks. I don't. I don't know what to say. I feel like <laughs> when you're home for more than at least three days, that there should be like a party and a parade. Like Love. you finally got. You finally get to come home. I feel like they should do the like lay the the the, the pedals down when you oh get into God. the city to come back. Look, I'll just get somebody you... to bring me a pizza to my door. That's not bad. You don't have to go. Like, think of all the things you don't have to do when you're at, uh, when you're at a conference. You don't have to go and like get go to the bar. You don't have to do all the networking. You can just sit home in your pajamas and chill, which is always good. Right, because then uh, and also shout out to Lining Kugel, not an ad. They sent me a bunch of beer, so I had beer waiting when I got home. Ooh. Oh, oh, damn. That's oh, living that life. That's the life. People love you. So the random story is a friend asked about Leinenkugel on Twitter, and I was like, oh, I like that flavor. And then they tracked me down. like, hey, we saw you like this flavor. Do you want some? And I was like, sure. <laughs> I come home with a 30-pound box of beer. 
Damn. Uh, uh, party that's, at that's party look. at Tanya's. Look, y'all Where might have to come help boot? me. It looks like I got I might have a drinking problem right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had to tell my partner, I was like, look, Lining Kugel sent me beer. This is this giant box in the kitchen. <laughs> I'm not because we've had that conversation. And I was like, it's okay. That just apparently Lining Kugel really wanted me to have some beer. Uh, hey, I'm not mad at it. You gotta do it though, right? It's I like, was like, look, if- I like your beer. You wanna send me free stuff, I'll take it. Well, well, hey, just I, j- just be glad that you mentioned something that you actually somewhat like, because like you could have, you know, some somebody could have mentioned like Zima or something, and you could have no. been like, yeah, Zima. <laughs> no, a friend of mine is trying to get sponsored by Zima. Where? Wait, what? Wait, Zima Zima's Zima, like, Zima's Zima's still, still a thing? thing? Yes, it's yeah. still a thing. Zima is still a thing. My wow. friend, they brought it. They brought it back like bell bottoms and black. Right, medallions. my friend Boone, who's a Chicago streamer. Legit mm-hmm. was tweeting at them like, "Hey, so wow," and I was like, "Are you for real trying to get it?" And he's like, "Yeah." And they—that's like trying. Uh, that's weird. That's like trying to get sponsored by Black and Milds. Oh my god! <laughs> that's like, wow. that's like official cigar hey. of ex-cons. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, can I get can I get that Swisher sweets? Yeah, uh, and, and, and the the the, uh, the <laughs> only reason I mentioned Zima is because for all, all my Agents of Shield heads out there, Zima is featured fairly prominently in the in the uh, in the latest season. So it kind of brought oh spoiler down. alert spoiler Zima. alert for the newest season of Agents spoiler of Shield. Alert, Zima is mentioned. Zima Zima is mentioned. Whoa, <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ! Yes. Yes, Shannon. <laughs> Shannon Sharp goes hard for them black and miles. Like skill. Shan- yeah, he yo. Oh, my, oh my goodness. Yo, yeah. Oh. Shannon. Shannon Sharp. Like he sets black people back like seventy five years every <laughs> oh. time. Every wow. time they show a really? video of his house, man. <laughs> I like, watch his videos though. Yeah, yeah I can't get enough yeah. of it, man. Yeah, it is, it's pretty Sharp. good though. Yeah, okay, I want, see good. now I want Shannon Sharp on the show so you can say that to him, Cicero. Yeah, I will. Hey, if I, anybody I knows anybody, will. right? If anybody knows anybody who has a connection to Shannon Sharp, Yo, we would love yeah. to have shout out, shout out, Shannon Sharp on the show. Shout out, shout out to uh, Shannon Sharp. Uh, when if you watch a, a Shannon Sharp video, your uh, your YouTube becomes segregated. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's just wow. Like, wow. Just like no black people. I mean, no more white people in your in your feed wow. anymore. It's just, you know, just, that may yeah. not be a bad thing though. Mm. Yeah. Depends on which ones. Black Depends YouTube. On which ones. Oh black God. YouTube. I, well, I, I, last time I was in black YouTube, I saw somebody say that Bruno Mars needed. They'd be happy if Bruno Mars died. Oh so wow! I don't want to fuck around wow. with black with black with black YouTube as much in some spaces because some spaces wow. in black YouTube it just be yeah, fucked up. Anyway, yeah, you know, they, thank you to everybody. Oh uh, yeah, on that on that, this is the, the worst segment. It's a great <laughs> thank, right. thank you to everybody. This is like an after dark. Uh, who, Right. This is, yeah, it's almost, it's almost this. Thank you to everybody who uh, is here tonight, uh, here on Twitch land and in podcast land as well. Uh, thank you so much uh, to everyone who was here last week. Uh, when we had a fantastic, amazing Latoya Peterson on the show uh, from the Undefeated, talking about uh, esports and NBA 2K League. We had a damn good show, and a lot of people liked it, and a lot of people were really happy to hear uh, Latoya on the show finally, and to hear all this, the amazing things that she had to talk about. Um, this week. 
we have some really dope stuff to, to get into. Since both Tanya and C were both gone uh, in different forms of fashions, uh, Tanya was at PAX East and Cicero was at C2E2. So we have two of the conference vets right now who get to return uh, from past the wall and give us all the information wow. about what happened. Um, you were actually probably closer to the wall than, than anybody because you were like in Boston, which was cold as shit. Look, um, there was snow. There was snow, man. Yeah, that's just like unreasonable. Unreasonable. I bet you it was um, still warmer kinda, in Boston than it was in Chicago. Barely. Probably. Yeah. Probably. Well, I know that you both had a lot of fun. You both went and, and did a whole bunch of stuff. Um, who wants to go first and kind of go over the recap of their particular conference? I know, um, Tanya, you probably have a whole bunch of stuff that's like Yeah, totally Tanya, on, let Tanya go. I mean, it's been so long since Tanya's been back in Chicago. <laughs> Tanya, please lead the way, baby. Oh, Lord. So, actually, yeah, we didn't talk about GDC that much either because I was gone like right after GDC. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We had, um, we, had a, we had a bunch of stuff there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, PAX was good. I did, did a bunch of panels. Um, I was on the Versus Evil stage in Obsidian Stream with uh, our friend I Am Brandon and also Adam Coble and Blue Jay talking about diversity in tabletop. Uh, Okadrian hosted. And we, we had the, a really good conversation because Okadrian was like, I don't know anything about tabletop. Let's chat about it. And uh, mm. it was good because, like, I the day before I had a chance to play a new tabletop game that Adam Coble co-wrote, and it it gave me like another perspective because it was it wasn't easy, but it was simplified and it was a good entry point I think for people that are not familiar with tabletop to get into. Um, yeah. Got to do the broadcasting safely panel again, and that actually uh, Imperial Girl, one of the uh, panel members, streamed it on her channel, so there's video of it. Um, also did building a better stream community, which unfortunately was not in the streaming room. And we, because it was the first time running it, I wasn't quite comfortable trying to record it, but we got good feedback on it. Um, that had Ruth Toner who works at Twitch. She's in data science. Um, Blue Jay also joined that panel. Um, Mike Laidlaw, formerly of Bioware and also Mae Morrison, formerly of Bioware because all of us stream or deal with streaming in some way. And a lot of people really enjoyed it. So I'm going to pitch it again, definitely for West and for TwitchCon. And because mm-hmm. um, as we know, since there's been zero days without a white streamer saying the N-word, that we need to build a better <laughs> community. Um, <laughs> but also just, you know, the new rules are in effect. And I've always believed that a streamer is responsible for the community they cultivate. You know, y'all know that yeah. anyone who's ever been in my stream. And I feel like it's a conversation we need to have. I would like to not have to have it again and again. <laughs> Um, I would like people to act right as it were, you know, and if you're, if you're chat and your community, if you want to have that trolley community, that's your thing, but it shouldn't be the standard of, of expectation. Um, and I was also in the diversity lounge. That was cool. We did not have as much stuff as we normally do. Um, actually had good conversations with our buddy, Sean Allen, about the diversity lounge and kind of ways it can improve and not be like the zoo that it seems to be for a lot of people. Um, Explain that to folks who haven't, who've never been to the diversity diversity lounge. So the diversity lounge has been around what, four or five years now. I think Um, so. And so at, at PAX East, we get our own room and it's kind of like always on the scene. It's in the same room there's not really good signage for it. There's like one little banner pop up with all the diversity track panels listed, 
But there's kind of a, you can stand there and gawk in the room. And you can, you can come in, you can talk to folks, but there's not anything to entice you in. And there's a lot of people who kind of either come in and use that as like a spot they're going to squat all day because there's tables and chairs. Or they mm. do the, oh, what's in here? Why, why, what if I go in the diversity room and someone sees me? Um, so Sean does call it the diversity ghetto. And <laughs> I mean, there have been people who, who like, he will not go in there. And there's other people like Rakashi have written about it when it started. You know, it, it's on the one hand, it's giving people space. But on the other, it's also, look, here's the space where you can ignore all the diversity or these orgs, or you can go in and talk to them. So had a good meeting oh, about I that. Um, I, you know, for us, it's been useful, but I understand entirely where Sean and other folks are coming from. So hopefully um, it can get better because at West you get a better space, but you don't have a room. So you got to tear down and, and restore every day. Um, and then I was on a couple other panels. I was on how to awkward when you're, how to network when you're awkward as heck. And got to talk about things like don't come up to someone and just go, I follow you on Twitter and kind of don't say anything else. Um, <laughs> that happened to me a lot at GDC. People yeah. Like, I love you. I follow what you do on Twitter or I, I go, I watch spot on me and then it would just drop. And I'm like, uh-huh. who are you? Cause at, at PAX for those that don't know, you don't have um, your name on your badge. It's either speaker right. attendee, or the day of the week, or um, exhibitor. At least at GDC, I can like do the kind of casual, let me look at your badge thing. Uh, so the networking panel was great. And then the one of the last panels I was on was about uh, anxiety and depression in gamers, which is always mm. a hard panel because a lot of people, because it is closed, we don't film it. No, We ask people not to tweet or share anything. Um, a lot of people are vulnerable. And one of the stories shared actually made me cry. So... Um, it was it was emotionally hard to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like the overall that your PAX experience this year was was better or worse than last year? I mean, it's always kind of different, right? Yeah. But it, but, I, but I feel like you can kind of have a, a discernible, uh, a quantifiable difference in like one year versus the other. Of like, I came in to do this stuff. I feel um, like we got to be able to do more or or show off or, or showcase more stuff. Um, I think this year, because I intentionally paced myself, um, I didn't try to go to every party. I didn't try to go to like a bunch of meetings. I didn't try to overdo it. Uh, but one thing I did get, and I'm going to grab this because apparently this was like the hot item from the Twitch party. Because that's the one thing I did go to. Oh, oh it's, okay. a, it's a lunchbox. It's a lunchbox. That's pretty, word. That's pretty dope. Sweet. This, uh, the Twitch party was uh, 80s themed. And it was kind of funny because they were like, they put them out and everybody kind of ran each other over to get one. And then they spread out a whole table of them. Oh. And then people like just weren't getting them. And I'm like, wait, y'all just damn near knocked each other down to get one. And so so that was like the big thing from the Twitch party. So so for those people that are listening to the audio only, theater is the radio of the mind. (laughs) This is a Twitch metal lunchbox, yeah, 80s lunchbox. themed. It looks like if the Transformers and Tron had a baby and <laughs> oh named it Twitch. And, it, and then they had uh, merchandise for it. 
your six-year-old would be carrying around this lunchbox. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. I'm, I'm 45. I'm now, be carrying that fucker around too. Now, <laughs> was that lunchbox packed though? I mean, was there like a like a PB and J and a juice box in there? Right. No, right. but there was have... uh, candy from the 80s. There were now liters and everything all over. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Okay. So one of them is kind some of full of now Wow, man. I, I, want, I want some big league chew. Right. No, there was oh, no yes. big league chew. Um, but there were now liters. There were. Um, including banana, which nobody likes banana. Um, <laughs> That's true. Uh, but like all the '80s candies that we grew up with were around, like Pop Rocks. Um, so I do have a pack of Pop Rocks now, even though I don't need them. Um, but yeah, that was the one party I went to, and I went to the Arena Net party, um, mm. who makes Guild Wars too. And that was like, okay, I showed up, I got my drink, bye. <laughs> How did they have an '80s party when there's so many young young streamers on Twitch? <laughs> <laughs> let's like, just say that i wasn't born did... yet okay we know i am brandon right yeah i'm like did you and steal he's... from your brother's closet because <laughs> <laughs> he was straight up in his 80s gear and i'm kind of like okay how old is man brandon listen. just turned 30 wow i, I feel like i feel Young like book yeah i, I feel like you have to have a certain couple you have to have a couple years in <laughs> to fully to fully embrace an 80s party in the way that you really need to like if you like if you were born in like 81 that still doesn't count because you have to have some kind of sentience in that time like you have to be able to remember your 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 first couple years if you were born in if you were born in 81 you were nine by the time the decade was over you you've got some memories yeah i think that's sentient some memories but not of like you know, not of the early '80s, not of the early '80s, right? Because I was born in right. 1980, and I, I have definitely memories of '86, '87, '88. Like I was born in '78, and it's not like I've I fully claim the '70s. Though. Oh yeah, you know well, what I mean? Because yeah, nah, nah, you were nah, two. Because nah. I was, you know, what I'm saying like I was two. It's like I was born in the '70s, but I wasn't a '70s kid. I was no. No, right. You were a 70s, 70s party time. for so like you can rep, you can rep seventies parties and be like, yo, I remember shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I well, got, well, actually, I that's, a, that's, a that's a good that's a good question. So Tanya, yeah, so Tanya remembers like so Tanya would so you were, uh, you know, by transitive properties were uh, born in seventy three. That's not how transitive properties work. I but I'm going like, to say it anyway. Right. Um, so you were born in 73. That means at the end of the decade, you were seven years old. How much of the 70s do you remember? Good times, you know, mm-hmm. um, Star Trek, even though that's technically before the 70s, but I was right. getting reruns by the time I was a kid. I remember right. a lot of the TV, a lot of the events that happened, you know. Mm-hmm. So I was early enough in, in the decade that I do remember stuff. Yeah. So right. there you go. There you go. So that's so yeah. like so somebody who was born in eighty three eighty four has has Maybe. vague recollections of the eighties vaguely vague. Yeah, I feel I feel like I feel like you have to. There's a there's an age to credit card debt ratio. In there <laughs> wow, that wow. that needs to be found. Right. So it's like if my if I have debt older than you. Then right. you, can't, like, you can't you can't really claim certain shit. Like if I had a charge off that's older than you, okay. then, wow. then that means that means that there's like a weird 
space in there. Anyway, yeah. Any any other any other points uh, or any other recollections and memories and things like that about PAX before we move to C? Um, it was cold as fuck. It snowed while I was there. It snowed here before I left. Um, <laughs> it snowed when you got back. <laughs> right. I walked. No, I walked out to go to the airport with my hoodie and my gym shoes, and there was ice. And I was real mad. Um, yeah. No, but it was cool. I got to see a lot of friends. You know, um, Anne Le- shout out to Anne LeMay, who's now at Ubisoft, who did the discovery mode in Assassin's Creed Origins. Uh, Andy, both Andy Bingney and Andy Lunique were there. Um, got to hang out with like DJ Knight and a lot of cool streamers I know. Matt Black Kevin, who's in the chat. Um, yeah. Miss CSJR, unfortunately. But, you know, saw a lot of cool people, had some meetings, and even though it's it's different than PAX West, it's still easier for me to get to. And I now that I've learned how to pace myself and mm-hmm. not try to do 8 million things, um, it was a much better time. Unlike GDC, where I had a roommate that got so drunk, I had to call it EMTs. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah, that was a that is not a story. Night. That that's not a story that we will share on on the show. But that's that's well, that's a thing. Yeah, that's one of those things. That's one of those things. I feel like that should be a pin. That should be a penny. It's like <laughs> it's like I had a drunk ass roommate. It was just like it was just for like, was was just, like one of the, wow. the fallout. Uh, one that's of the fallout a somad. That's a somad conversation. That's a somad. Yeah, that's definitely a somad conversation. See, how was C two E two? How was everything on your end uh, going to? Is 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 C two E two like the biggest conference, like nerd geek conference that happens in Chicago? Or is... it is so. Uh, it depends on who you ask. Um, yeah. So the so C two E two happens at McCormick Place every year, uh, varying times of the spring time. Sometimes as early as the second week of March, as late as like the last week of April, depending on when they're going to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, usually, hopefully, uh, they'll, they'll start to get the hint to try and plan it later in April so that the weather's better. But, uh, um, so as for whether it's the biggest con, the geek con in, in Chicago every year, I don't know. So there's, uh, an anime convention that happens, uh, in May called ASIN, um, anime central, that is pretty large, uh, and that happens near O'Hare. And then Wizard in August has their Comic Con, Wizard World, um, and that's also at Rosemont. Um, and I've never been to Rosemont for a convention, so I don't know how the layout is. Um, but uh, you know, McCormick Place by square footage is the largest convention hall in the in the country. So, mm. um, and they don't. They don't fill all of it, um, and actually, they only fill about a third of it uh, for for C two E two. So there's still a lot of square footage available, um, but so it could be much bigger. But I still think they had well over a hundred thousand people um, come through the turnstiles over the course of the weekend. Um, the so I I love going to C two E two every year. Uh, simply because they, they, well, first off, Repop throws a great party. Um, they, they throw great cons. Uh, so first and foremost, shout out to Repop for, uh, you know, allowing me to go yet again. 
it was it was a fun time. Um, the thing that I truly, truly love about going to see 2E2 is all of the all of the costumes, all of the cosplay that that you get to see while you're there. Um, it, it's it's truly remarkable. You know, so, of course, you get, uh, you know, whatever comic book character you can think of uh, was there. But in addition, you know, in addition to that, um, you know, video games take front take take a, a big portion of the cosplay. I mean, saw some Mario Brothers, uh, saw uh, uh, Power Rangers, saw some Game of Thrones stuff, even saw two girls dressed as uh, the two main characters from Life is Strange. Wow. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Which was, Chloe, you know, yeah. 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 That was Sweet. that was super, super dope. Um, so like, I mean, there's just, just so much, so much fantastic cosplay, uh, Afro Samurai, uh, uh, you know, some Miles Morales. Um, I didn't take as many pictures as I would have liked to because I was too busy work, you know, walking around and working and networking. Um, but what I do have will be up on the show's Instagram, uh, real, 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 real soon. Um, so, you know, I'll put, I'll put a few of those up. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great time, uh, also because it's a chance that for me to, uh, let, you know, let the inner comic book nerd in me out, uh, but also a chance to meet up with some old friends that are, that are artists and, and, you know, Bricagoans in their own right. Uh, so, you know, shout out to Kari Randolph and Emilio Lopez, uh, Emilio of the Throwdown Show with, uh, Tony Polanco. Um, so, you know, I got to hang out with them. Um, I ran into, uh, a couple of people that are, uh, comic book artists, but also Bricagoans, um, who, uh, who were like, oh, hey, yeah, uh, you know, I, yeah, I listened to that. I listened to your show. I knew you sounded familiar, you know, and, uh, so that, you know, so that was, that was really dope. Um. Yeah, it was it was just a, it was a fun time. Um, there were a, a, a ton of great uh, voiceover and television screen actors there. Um, I didn't get a, to interact with a lot of them, but there were there were a lot of them there. Um, and uh, and then there were uh, some people that we will hopefully have here on. Uh, you'll be able to see them on Twitch and and hear them on uh on the spawn on me podcast really really soon uh as well as uh be be on the lookouts keep your feeds updated uh because within the next week or so there will be as per usual a special one-off c2e2 episode a c2e2 episode as it were um where how how long did you sit on that one uh, you know, I listen. It's it's all in my head right here, man. I just do them. I just pop them out. Bam. Um, but uh, but yeah. So it it is uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun time. It was a fun time. Um, I think that uh, when when you know when I'm able to put the the interviews up, uh, you, you know, you guys will be able to see how much fun I was able to have, and and uh, there there's some really. Really, if you guys are into comic books, um, I was able to spotlight and highlight a a, a group of a, a bunch of independent uh, comic book publishers um, of color, 
with some really original stories so that I, I hope that when you guys get a chance to hear this stuff that you go out and you support uh, these brothers and sisters um, because they're doing they're doing phenomenal work and uh, you know they need they need the support of, of the community to, to not only keep going but to keep growing. Nice. I, yeah, I didn't sit on that one either, but it just it just comes to me, son. It just comes to me, <laughs> just like gas. Yep. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, speaking speaking of folks that we want to definitely support, uh, we have brother the Czar in the chat this week. Um, if you have not gotten a chance to see uh, his Sim Nation streams over on YouTube. Um, they are definitely something that you should be checking out and paying attention to. I bring that up because one of the brothers on that show, Nelson Blake, uh, brother Boogs, yeah. uh, he's a fantastic artist yes, and master of all things fighting games and has kicked my ass on numerous, numerous occasions uh, in both NBA 2K and in fighting games. <laughs> and I was called out on the Civ Nation stream. Last time I was in there because we have not had those cats on the show. So we have to figure out a way to get Nelson and, and some of those other cats on the show with us fairly soon. So we could definitely chop it up about 2K and art and, yes. and, and comics and all those things. Um, I want to move on to the first news story of this show. Uh, if you have not been paying attention, some really fantastic and kind of, kind of game-changing news got dropped. Uh, I think it was today. Um, if you are a user of Mixer and you're a user of the Go Lightstream service, which is basically a cloud service that will let you put your overlays and everything into the cloud and then pull them down for multiple various streaming services, they have figured out a way through magic and technology and sorcery of letting you basically uh, combine forces. Uh, if you are a Mixer, if you're using Mixer Pro or if you're a Mixer partner, uh, so that you can use their service on your console. Right. So that's different. That's a lot of, um, it's kind of something that a lot of folks have been waiting for in the console streaming space, where if you're, you know, usually if you're trying to play on a console and you're streaming, you want all the beautiful overlays and you want all the notifications and all that stuff. You need to be using a PC and then having a capture card connected to whatever console you're going to use so that you can have the full spectrum of things to your uh, uh things that you want to use now with this partnership between Lightstream and Xbox and mixer specifically, you'll be able to do that kind of work directly on your console. So that may be a thing that is game changing, not only for streaming services, because that'll hopefully make Twitch kind of get off its butt and figure out a way to do that. But two, this opens up streamers, in a way streaming to folks on that platform in a different way than we've seen before. Um, what are some of your thoughts on, on this kind of this partnership and, and just the, just the tech of being able to kind of get this thing done. And it was a thing that I think a lot of streamers have been looking for. Um, I know Tanya, you stream, you stream the most out of all of us here. Um, I'm kind of curious to know what your thoughts are on this. Um, that's going to really change things because a big part of why I don't stream a lot on my Xbox um, prior to getting partnered was the difficulty and not being able to use those things on a console without having mm. to do a capture card. If I can skip all that and not need a capture card, I, you know, now I'm kind of stuck because I'm partnered. I mean, we're stuck too. But I think that's really going to push Mixer and really push people to, uh, to think about it because that's something that always comes up when I talk about streaming 
is mm-hmm. I want to have alerts. I want to have stuff like that. And if you can't do that without a capture card and a lot of extra money, mm-hmm. um, Mixer's really going to change the game with that because that's a technology that should have, that should have, I think, been a thing. If if I can, if y'all can figure out how to make this work, why can't you set it up so that I can do this on Mixer? But it could also be how the Xbox kind of runs because the Xbox is basically a small computer versus right. the PS4, which is strictly a gaming machine. Yeah, it's it's some of those things, and I'm sure there. I, I would love to have been a fly on the wall of some of those conversations to figure out how that deal got done. Because, you know, they've been talking about that for a long time. It's something mm-hmm. that a lot of folks have been wanting. Um, Reef, what are your thoughts about this? I think this is interesting, but not really in Mixer's favor. <laughs> really? Um, really? Even though they're the one developing the technology, I think that this is going to be very similar to what we saw with the uh, when Mixer wrote out sort of the low latency stuff where they were advertising, you know, that if your bandwidth could support it, that you could, you know, make it so that people can see the, see the chat comments instantly, so you can have more of a real time c- conversation. I was like, this is awesome, but only in the aspect that it provides competition to to make Twitch think about this stuff. For mm-hmm. some reason, I think Mixer <laughs> Mixer almost exists to force Twitch to do things. I like I I still don't see a a usage of Mixer or a migration to Mixer from enough people that I think will really make Mixer a dest- uh, a preferred destination for a significant amount of like people. So I think that this is I- interesting from the fact that eventually it will get Twitch to consider and roll out something um, probably similar, but I don't think that, I don't know. I, I think that Mixer's in this weird position where, you know, they're sort of like the, I don't even want to say upstart because Microsoft, you know, bought them, but they're like kind of like this idea engine that exists um, to make Twitch consider absorbing those ideas in the future. So, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, 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 I can't see this or many other moves really making Mixer desirable to, um, you know, to, uh, to, 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 to the majority of folk. See, what do you, what do you, what is your counterpoint to that or? Or you're uh, why why I gotta have it? Why I gotta have a counterpoint to what Reef said? Because if, if there was a yeah, because if there was a C two E two superhero, it would be Captain Counterpoint, and it would be you. <laughs> it would be C squared. You would right. be the C two, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, so I I just want to say that I, I all of Reef's points are absolutely wrong. No, um, but it's it's uh, it's. I think Reef is right in, in terms of the things that Mixer is doing <clears throat> exists n- not necessarily just to force Twitch's hand, but I think that if enough people pay attention to what's going on, and part of the problem with Mixer is that Miss Mixer only exists on two platforms. And, you know, and one of those platforms is a console that isn't selling as well as its competitor. Um, It's selling, you know, still selling really well, blah, 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 you know, all that all that other jazz. But, uh, you know, the fact is that it's, you know, it's not available universally. Uh, So there's really not if you've if you've developed 
uh, an audience on uh, on Twitch uh, as a streamer. Um, we, you know, wherever wherever you've developed your audience, and you and you cross platforms or uh, you cross consoles to do that kind of stuff, it just makes sense to just stay on Twitch. However, when when it comes time for me to stream, and I don't, you know, I don't stream nearly as much as I would like to, uh, but it, when it comes time for me to stream, and I'm streaming on my Xbox, I always choose Mixer. Um, because of the low latency, because of the fact that when I am, when, uh, you know, I've got people in the chat, I can see those, I can see those messages almost immediately. Um, Mm -hmm. and it, and it, you know, and it allows me to interact with people almost in real time, which is great. I really, really love that fact about it. Um, the fact that this light stream is coming to, uh, to the console so that, so that people that, you know, I've, I've run into a lot of people that say, they have a desire to to be console or to be streamers, you know, professional streamers, but only, you know, as we talked about with Latoya last week, you know, the fact that that there is a racial divide when it comes to PC ownership versus console ownership. I talk to a lot of people of color who just say, well, look, I don't have a, a rig, a gaming rig that is powerful enough for me to play games on them at a high enough fidelity and also allow me to stream those games so that I could be a pro streamer um, in, in, you know, in the ways that I see the very best Twitch users, uh, Twitch streamers doing things. Um, The fact that Mixer will allow Xbox gamers to do that kind of stuff, to, to have uh, similar esque, uh, professional-looking streams uh, directly from their console is is going to be a godsend for a huge, huge number of people that aspire to be uh, professional streamers. So, uh, you know, kudos to them. And I really, really uh, applaud Microsoft for how aggressive they're being with, with the things that they're doing with Mixer. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, to the point where they, you know, they've almost Internet explored it. I think I've used this analogy before where like Mixer is when you go to stream on your Xbox, it's 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 nigh impossible to to find uh, Twitch so you can stream from Twitch. Uh, you, you're automatically defaulting to Mixer and like you're like you find the Twitch app and you try to stream it. And it's like there's a pop up that comes <laughs> up and it's like, are you sure you don't mean Mixer? that's kind of great um but it you know it 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 really is mixer is a really really great service but there was something else that that came up not necessarily around this conversation but it was a conversation that i was having with someone else um regarding streaming on your console um how do you broadcast your face and do video streaming from your console if you don't have a connect. Well, the answer to that is, and this is this this goes to uh, a point that I wanted to bring up, and I'll and I'll bring it up after just explaining it. But right. they did a update, I think, a couple of of patches ago, where on Mixer, I think I think if you're partnered, or it just might be integrated into the system. They will let you use a USB camera, right? Anyone, that's right. anyone that you want, that's which right. is also really, really dope. 
in terms of like if you want to be a streamer who wants to yes. have great yeah. quality streams without having to 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 like have a full size rig. So they they do have that as a as an option without the connect being a thing. I mean they right. better have that. It's Windows 10 based. Like at the very yeah, least sh- should, at the very least it should um support the Microsoft and and Logitech cameras. Like I'm not saying yeah, but that, that that has to support I mean, everyone on the there. Sony but, doesn't do that. But I mean right. connect, it's no, I, I know Sony doesn't, but I'm saying that the Xbox One and Windows 10 code bases are supposed to be fairly similar. So you would think that they could bake in some drivers, at least for some USB cameras. Right, there. but it's it's yeah. still behind a gate, though. So, like, it's not like anybody can use, you know, like, I can't just plug in my Logitech camera right now to Mixer. No, if I'm partnered, if I'm partnered or just anybody. No, I, supposedly I think supposedly I think that it might be partnered, but it may it may be. Let's Anyone? look it up while while you're doing that. I want I, actually I want Tanya to jump back in because I know she had uh, a, a disagreement with Reef about what it was. Um, well, I disagree with with the idea that this is to make you know uh, I almost said Microsoft. This is to make Twitch do stuff and respond because remember Microsoft bought Beam. That's what became right, Mixer. Right. And one, there's a lower partnership requirement and there's active courting of people who can't quite get that partner badge on Mm -hmm. Twitch to come to Mixer because you don't have the same requirement. They also seem to have a better enforced policy of conduct. And Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what the revenue sharing is. It may be better revenue sharing, though. But I keep hearing people say like, oh, Mixer is doing X and this is why. Mike, this is why Twitch is doing blah, blah, blah. Let's not forget that Amazon bought Twitch. Amazon has a reputation to maintain. And all the crazy shit that keeps happening on Twitch is probably not good for their bottom line. When you got a bunch of white streamers saying the N-word and doing all kind of shit and popping off, and people are going, well, not going to support them. That's money out the door. Mixer, I think, is trying to be that alternative, but it isn't driven by forcing Twitch to do X, Y, and Z, because then if Twitch catches up, we're back in the same horse race, we're sitting in the same dead heat. So, yeah, yeah. Let, let, let me clarify my point because I do agree with you. I don't think I didn't mean that the intention of Mixer is to get Twitch to do something. No, I was saying, I, I think it was just the way it was uh, framed. I don't think Mixer's existence is to force Twitch to do X, Y, or Z, but a lot of I mean, not just you, a lot of conversation I've seen about like. Oh, Twitch rolled out these terms of service. That must be because Mixer is trying to get people, or Mixer has better terms of service and enforcement. I think it's Amazon's like, this is an investment and y'all need to get your shit together. And that's my thought, independent of of streaming on the platform or anything Mm -hmm. else, because at the end of the day, that's a lot of money they spend on this platform and they got to make it worth it. I, 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 I hope you're right, but the other pessimistic side of me says Amazon is a big ass company. If mm-hmm. Twitch doesn't make them any money or it, or it fails, they're like whatever. Like uh, right, like right. we got S three, we have Amazon, we got Prime, we got all the other stuff like right. AWS. Twitch. Like I'm um, like it. Like is Twitch just a fun experiment for them? I don't. You know? I don't think. That, I, I don't think I, that it it's is. Not. I don't no. think that it is. I think it. I, I think know. it's a very. I think it's a very real part of their business model, um, and, and that they are banking on Twitch to be a success, and that they are. 
doing everything that they can to mitigate any type of uh, PR disasters that they have. I don't think, however, that things like the ninja mishap, um, you know, the 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 N word ad lib that Ninja made, um, and and some of the other goofy things Doctor Disrespects, uh, um, um, creative use of um, racism. Uh, right, right. His cre- it was his, racism, his, sister. You can say the word. Right, it's right. Okay. <laughs> That's the R word. Um, his 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 cre- his creative use of of Asian tongues. Um, I don't think those things created enough of a um PR backlash that that would make them completely rethink like uh, you know obviously you know you update the terms of service you come up with with uh with ways and means to mitigate things like that from happening uh in the future but uh it wasn't it wasn't something where i think that uh heads rolled in the you know in the twitch principal office principal offices or uh that they felt like this was uh truly a a concern for their bottom line with 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 regards to the service I'll say this in as much as I can say as being a a part of the Amazon family in my day job. Um, The uh, Twitch, Twitch is looked at definitely as a very special part of the Amazon ecosystem. And they have a lot of leeway in the ways that they do what they do in compare in in terms of them being a, a, a sub of the bigger Amazon company. So they get to do a lot of stuff in their own kind of like silo that a lot of companies wouldn't necessarily get to do because they are making so much money and because they are such a revenue driver in that way. The, the one thing I will say about mixer is, and it kind of piggybacks off Tanya's uh, comment is I think that of the two platforms right now, even though mixer is still the, the underdog and is not really getting the, the numbers that Twitch has. Cause it's, it's, Oh, you're always going to be fighting whoever the first person was. And once you get that for that foothold, you're you're It's very rare that you will see that another company kind of take that over unless the other company truly fucks up super hard. But Xbox has done a lot of cool stuff with mixer in terms of, functionality now with even small stuff like the USB camera stuff, which you don't need to be a partner for. You can just use it. I look, I just looked that up. Um, they had, they did, they're doing really cool stuff with, um, bringing your community in because of the low latency stuff where they had the basically share a controller with someone in your chat, which, which is something that no one has done before. Um, the, the TO, the TOS stuff, was really important, especially when it came to the conversations that were happening specifically at that time in reference to Twitch and how they weren't messaging all that stuff out uh, well. And now this is opening up again, like lots of new folks in your ecosystem that you have created both in Mixer and on the Xbox platform and across to the Windows 10 platform where you've given a lot of folks who were worried about making sure that their streams were up to par a way easier way. And this is, this is, we haven't even dug into the light stream side of this in a real way, which <clears throat> although OBS and, and XSplit have been the kind of mainstays in that space, no one has really figured out good ways to do any of that stuff in the cloud. And Lightstream has been doing some of that work for a while now. 
and it, it, they've been doing it on the low. It's been out there, and they've changed. You know, they've changed a couple times because they were they were not light stream before. I forgot who they were before. Um, but having all your overlays and all your uh, your your stream elements and assets in the cloud, and then being able to take that pretty much wherever you want, being able to 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 basically change your scenes on your phone, like there's a lot of cool stuff that's happening in this space and other spaces. And I think that you know when people are talking about you know, brand, you know, streamer brand loyalty. Mm-hmm. Like there are things that people poo poo about mixer that you can't like, if you're thinking about it in creative ways, there are things that you can do on that platform that you can't do on Twitch. And it's just because of the latency parts. Cause like literally you, when people talk, they're talking to you and you're answering them and they're talking to you and they're answering them. Like I have ideas that I would love to implement for a spawn on me that we couldn't do here on Twitch that we'd only be able to do on, on mixer and having that as a thing, that's something that you, that is, although we, I don't think they'll win the, win the, the war. It is something to think about. It is something to think about. I'm doing, I'm doing it back to you because you did it back to me. Um, yeah, but quotes. also this is something I thought about player.me does let you have your overlays in the cloud. Mm-hmm. But I still can't use them directly on console on, on, on console. Right. Right now, now that they're doing it directly with this other company, that's like, oh, okay, I can pull my stuff over and use it on that console. I wonder, I wonder if that makes any kind of bump. Well, also, this is another thing really quick is if you're a new streamer and you look at both, both companies right now, both services, Twitch is, you're a bigger, you're a smaller pond, a smaller fish in a way bigger pond on the Twitch side of it. On the mixer side, you can have a very specific want to also kind of work with a company that is going to be doing gaming related things specifically like Twitch does it because it's the streaming service of choice. Microsoft has a has a has a want to pull in people who are going to be evangelists in a very different way for not only for their streaming service, but for their gaming platform and their PC platform. So it's like if I wanted to be a person who was like, I want to grow with a company, why wouldn't you want to go? Well, well, even if you had a fairly decent amount of people on your Twitch on your Twitch side, I would totally jump ship. If, if the, if the numbers were right, you know what I mean? Like if the ideas were right, or if you had something you felt like you could do like H like HQ live that is on mobile, you couldn't do that on Twitch. You could do that on mixer. You know what I mean? So there's, there's stuff in there in that space that are really interesting. And I hope, I hope that someone cracks that, that nut and, and kind of digs into it um, in a real way. Um, yeah. I, I would just, I would just say also real quick that, that uh, I think once you, if once you've tried mixer twice, um, you really get to see, you know, after coming from Twitch, you really get mm-hmm. to see how it's different. Um, and and again, you know, it it is probably is this my preferred streaming service. Yeah. Um, the per pastri- <laughs> streaming the pastrami uh, service of choice. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, right it's now seems. Is Authors Daily. Um, the game of now, the game of choice right now is going to be God of War in a couple of days. Right. It's crazy to think that that's going to be out. This It's weird because we saw it at E3 in 2006, right? Uh, 2016, I'm sorry. Right. I was uh, going to say, and, damn. Yeah, in 2006, is a long development. I was like, what kind of preview do you have? God of War right. 1 was in. Right. But was they showed in, you the PS4 and God of War in 2006 and you kept it I, I told wraps. you I saw Shuhei. I hung out with Shuhei. I got pictures <laughs> to prove it. Um, 
the <laughs> God of War is going to be coming out in a couple days, and there are a shit ton of reviews out for it. And like every review that I've seen so far has been really, really, really high. Have have you? Has anyone kind of had a chance to look look at some of these reviews, or uh, has anyone even? What what's your kind of thought on the game right now? Having now these reviews out in the world, uh, let's go to see. Uh, so I've seen a few reviews. I haven't seen a review that was less than ten. Um, so that's weird. Uh, I mean, uh, kudos to Sony Santa Monica because apparently they've they've made a brilliant game that uh, that the the critics really really love, um, really adored from both from a uh, story standpoint, a technical standpoint. And uh, the standpoint of taking a character that was uh, um, was celebrated and embraced, but also um, very divisive, or or at least at least kind of symptomatic of some of the issues that um, many people felt were uh, added to the toxicity in in the gaming spaces. I think uh, Kratos was one of the characters that you could like if there was if there was a Pepe the Frog of video games the Kratos would be definitely be in the running for uh, who that who the, you know who's what Wait, character like the that racist mean Pepe the Frog well yeah 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 the the, the racist like I, th- I think that Kratos Kr- f- fans of uh, Kratos were also fans of misogyny and fans of calling you the N-word in, uh, really? in, uh, in, in Call of Duty. I, ne- I played all those games. I never called anyone I, the N-word. I, I yeah. would not have thought that. That's interesting. Yeah, well, well, I mean... Like it appeals to that crowd, you think? Yeah, I, 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 I would say so. I think, you know, it's... it's it's. Well, I mean, let's let's break it down. It was ultra-violent with, with quick-time events where the guy cursed all the time and there were boobies everywhere, boobies. And orgies and all that other stuff. It was, you know, I mean, it was like, you know, it's like sixteen-year-old white boy. The game um, was was God, <laughs> was God of War. Um, Jesus. And, um, so, so I think that uh, a lot of while it's still very violent, based on the reviews that that I've read, um, the the character himself of Kratos has been really fleshed out in a level that's been surprising to a lot of the critics. So that's great. Um, I know for myself, you know, this is going to be uh, a game that I get day one. Uh, I still haven't received a PlayStation Pro, um, but I think I will if I don't have one by the time the game is out uh, that I will uh, I will probably buy the uh, God of War bundle and just get a God of War bundle uh, PS4 Pro um, because this is a game that re- when when we saw it uh, in uh, in LA at E3 in 2016 it was displayed in 4K on a beautiful screen um, it, it, like it, it just doesn't seem right to play that game and, and fidelity lower than that so I'm 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 really really excited about it, and and the reviews have uh, have only raised my level of excitement for this game. Tanya, what are you, what are your thoughts on God of War? Have you? Uh, I was always familiar with the the series, but I was wondering how many of those games you actually played and and had thoughts about. Um, I played them before, and I'm usually like, 
great, I get a quick time event to bang some some chicks. And it's like, it's always in the back <laughs> of my mind. It's like bad video game sex scene. Yeah. And I'm just like, really? I mean, I have nothing against sex in a game. But quick time event, really? Just my brain I'm... can't get past that sometimes. Um, that was my first time. It was a very quick time event. That's personal. I'm going to let you have that. we going to get you those for for, for more on that story, check out uh, So Mad. <laughs> um, I'm going to find that, co- that story for you about the condoms that uh, track your stroke. Your oh velocity. God! Yes. Yeah, um, look, it's just called just fucking pressure condoms. Just fucking <laughs> mental, mental pressure condoms. It's <laughs> fucked up. Anyway. Anyway, like part and part of me kind. And this is gonna sound terrible. I I know that the everyone's loving God of War. Everything else. I've been kind of avoiding it so I don't get spoiled. And also, yeah. so anything mm-hmm. I write or say about it isn't too unduly influenced. Uh, but I do want to read Patrick Klepek's piece because him being a dad really influenced his review. Mm. Um, I'm not a parent, so I don't know if I can go into it and have that same response. Um, but I also am kind of tired of the, oh my god, badass dude becomes a father, learns to be human, and have emotions. I'm kind of like that. So mm. I hope it isn't like that. Like Kratos is now more or less kind of mellow because... He's got a child, or is he going to be like Toxic Masculinity 101? You have to be the man and be hard and go learn to hunt this shit, and I'll still be mm. mad. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah this, this, this multifaceted Kratos now. Right. Well, he has more like than, he has more than us, one emotion. Except you're a god. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Reef, what, what are your thoughts on God of War? I'm kind of looking for spoilers. I'm looking for spoilers. You know why I'm looking for spoilers? That's madness. Because what? I want a reason for me. To care about this game, what? Um, wow. Yeah, uh, not a fan of God of War. Um, right. Now, I did not have a PlayStation when the games originally came out, so I did not play them as they came out. I feel like they're the kind of games that if you played them when they were out, you love them. If you, f- if the first time you experienced them was in retrospect, I don't think they are, in my opinion, hold up well. Um, I bought a PlayStation 3 for the cheap when the PS4 first came out, and I bought the God of War collection, so like that was like you know about three years ago. Um, so I tried to play through 1, 2, and 3, and all three of them I could not finish. I thought they were incredibly boring, um, and um, part of that could be because you know now I've played games that have sort of, you know, God of War introduced things, and the new games kind of did them better, and it's kind of that thing. I, I can kind of admit that. Um, that that can be it. Um, but I was all hyped to play these uh, games and I left kind of disappointed. Um, so I've been particularly interested um, in uh, Greg Miller of Kind of Funny's view because he's been very open that, you know, he hasn't been a fan of Kratos. Um, I think he's been a fan of the games, but not of Kratos as a character, which is also one of my, you know, big criticisms of my experience with like one two and three um you know i didn't play the psp ones or like any of that stuff but um is that i just didn't care about him like i wasn't invested at all like i thought he was just a completely one-dimensional throwaway character um which 
you know, not every game needs to have a super deep kind of character, but I think when you're going for, you know, a cinematic experience, sort of a movie-like experience, that you do need those multi-dimensional characters for at least me to, you know, be invested in it. So I'm like, you know, I'm not interested, you know, I, I don't know if I would drop $60 on this game if I did hmm. not get spoilers that said, yo, this happens and this is dope, or they're taking a different approach on this game. But I'm kind of like that with spoilers. If, if there's something that I'm already interested in, I don't want to hear any spoilers. If there's something that I'm not, I'm like, give me a spoiler to get me interested. Um, That's so interesting. Um, interested in it, you know? So so I'm kind of reading. I've read, I read majority of the reviews in the major kind of publications i'm not saying that i'm gonna watch like a spoiler video to see everything but like if somebody just like throws me just like a little like hey you know just play for the first couple hours and like this happened i'm like word you know that that might be enough to get me to like a to like a jump in but yes been in 60 bucks for a game where i really did not enjoy the first three um you know kind of kind of hard for me Um, i would I would recommend reading Chris Plant's uh, review for Polygon. I read it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, he he said some because I I I played the first one and I couldn't get through it. I felt the same way. Like I and I played it, you know, much later on. I think it was the remastered version on the PS3 or something like that. Right. And yeah. and I was just like, all right, I get it. He's angry. You know, they're gods, they're giant monsters, you get to kill them, they're quick time events, I'm done. Like, you know, I don't need more of this in my life. Uh, you know, mom's not asking me to take out the garbage, so. Um, <laughs> God. But, like, yeah, so that's, I understand that perspective, but, it, you know, I was very interested in this, you know, in, in the, the, at least from the teaser that we saw uh, two years ago in this newer version of the character um, because even even though he is you know violent dad um, there there was some tenderness there and and as as the parent on on the show um, you know especially the parent of 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 a boy um, who's now a man um, but you know being able to show the the strength that a man typically should have to your son but but also giving them that tenderness is is a is a subtlety that uh that you don't even realize that you possess when you're when you're raising your child um necessarily and to see that play out even in that small snippet um in uh from the, from the demo that we saw uh 2 years ago was a very very interesting perspective for me which piqued my interest in seeing where this game would go and uh at least you know so far in the in the few reviews that I've read um they've they've done a good job of exploring that and giving you um really fleshed out secondary and and tertiary uh characters uh for you to to listen to and and uh experience the world through yeah yeah i mean when i saw the previews and all like the e3 stuff i was like awesome gameplay probably won't be anything like that this will probably be some cutscene, <laughs> and then you'll go into you know just trying to get combos on fools 
which again is not bad. It's just me personally. I didn't, I just didn't feel it. So, you know, if, yeah. if, if I'm wrong, if I hear something that might be a spoiler and like, I'm like, yo, I got to see how that plays out. That might make me jump into it. But right. as of now, I'm, I'm, I'm not really probably going to dig into it. Uh, day one. Okay. Yeah. I'm a huge God of War fan. Speaking to what Reef was talking about as far as Greg Miller's uh, thoughts and reactions, I was on a show with him, and he talked specifically about those. Um, so look for that episode on the kind of funny streams and channels and stuff. Um, the I, I'm in a, I'm in a weird space where like I have been waiting for this kind of game for a long time because I am one of those folks who wants to see the envelope pushed, whether it be narratively or in a technology way. And I feel like God of this God of war game is going to do that. It's like the reason why I bought a a PS4 pro is like, I want to be able to see all this stuff in all this kind of beautiful glory and see Santa Monica, Sony Santa Monica, take this character who I've played through his journey in multiple ways and multiple years over almost, what has it been a decade now? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like about, so it's like several generations. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Several console generations, like several people generations. And it's one of those things where it's like, I'm so, I, I, I wouldn't say that this character is like one of my favorite characters, but it is very much an iconic one in the ways that we think about comic or video game characters. And as much as people are like, I, I want the kinder, gentler character, uh, more Kratos. I don't mind. I, I was saying in the chat, I was like, I don't mind little Uzi Vert Kratos, who was like, I just do what I want. I didn't do what I want. <laughs> I didn't do what I want. Like, I don't mind that version of Kratos. He's been like that for a very long time. I think it's dope. I'm a huge fan of gore and violence and all that stuff in my in some of my some of my video games. And I was like totally fine with the ones that they had in three and and all that stuff. And, you know, wanted to see what that would possibly look like in this new version. But hearing that it is kind of toned down, not in necessarily it's, it's violence, but in it's gore and with it trying to not be over the top in that way, that's still fine too. Like I'm excited to see how this version of Kratos plays itself out with this new, Did you hear the disappointment in Ka's voice when he said that? Like, like what? That, that's still fine too. It's fine. Like, I, I, <laughs> I am definitely one of those people who was like, let Kratos do Kratos shit. Like, mm. I'm used to Kratos doing Kratos shit, and yeah, he's kind of a one trick pony in that way emotionally. Um, but it was really cool to see this angry ass character take out gods. Like in a just as a concept, right? It's like the like as a person yeah. who, person who loves Greek and Roman mythology and all that kind of stuff. That as a as an impetus to see this character do all this stuff and it's be this really interesting revenge story. Um, I liked that aspect of it. Um, I did get a spoiler already for the new for the new game, one that I kind of already saw coming, so it didn't really hurt. Um, but I still am super excited to play through it and definitely hope that um, it is everything that I've read because it could be a milestone in terms of technology in which we see um, see where graphics and, 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 and that kind of mix will go. I think the place that we will see that take a step up added with some narrative uh, bonuses will be Last of Us 2. Like I think that's going to be the game that adds all those things into the pot in one time. So yeah, I, I I'm hoping that people, if you know, if you're in the, 
in the community, if you're in Chicago and you're a resident, let us know uh, what you think about the God of War game once it comes out and once you've played it, because we'd love to hear that um, and definitely talk about, you know, why people dug it uh, and all that stuff. Um, so last story of the show is basically what y'all been playing, because we have Tanya, who's been at every conference in the world. You have C, who's hobnobbing with with uh, comic book stars and cosplayers. Reef has just been working on his fro, uh, and I have no hair to speak of. Um, so I didn't have any, I didn't have much to do, but I'm curious. What, what were you playing? Did you get to play anything at PAX, Tanya? Um, not really. I, uh, I did check out Banner Saga 3. It's coming out, uh, Versus Evil just announced, uh, release date, I believe is June or July. Um, did watch some people play it, did not get a chance to actually play it myself. Uh, Peeps in Detroit being human. Um, I know Ooh. DJ Knight's super hyped for it. They did have it. But Exhibitor Badge didn't get me in quite early enough to go play stuff mm. before the floor got full and I had to be at my table. Um, you know, checked out a lot of games. I had Soul Calibur 6. I was willing to stand in line for that. Damn. But the line was, the line was too long. Uh, but I got to see some in-play in Soul Calibur 6. Um... So I'm going to be there with my money, like, give me Geralt right now. Because <laughs> once I saw he was a special character, I'm like, I don't care where I got it pre-ordered from. Give me Geralt. Um, and a lot of it was also just seeing a lot of tabletop stuff. I played Dungeon World for the first time. Uh, again, co-written oh, by Dungeon uh, World's great. Pope. Yeah, I had not played it. Blue Jay ran a game for her uh, patrons. So there were three of us playing Dungeon World. It was a bear. Um, not my bear, I'm in but a, a bear was on now. our side. Um, what'd you say, Sharif? No, I'm I'm in a Dungeon World campaign now with my partner oh, nice. and a couple other friends. It's 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 awesome. It you know it's simple D six dice system. You don't need a math degree or a physicist degree to roll a character. Um, <laughs> no, there have been games where I've played and I'm just like. This is cool, but what am I going to do when it's time to actually play? Because I feel like I need a calculator to do any actions at this point. Um, hit some Dungeon World. I'm, I want to pick up Mouse Guard. Um, let's see what else did I see. Um, hung around the Twitch booth a little bit because they had snacks. Yay, snacks. <laughs> um, and did hit up the Blizzard booth. Got a few pins. Uh, but I wasn't going to stand in line to play Warcraft. So I just kind of waved everybody with the, the Horde banner, and I'll check it out when it's available. <laughs> uh, Reef, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a bit of... Um, so Overwatch released their latest seasonal content called Retribution. Um, oh, yeah. Which includes a new um, kind of like PvE mode called Uprising, which is a great story mode that kind of tells you what like happened to... Um, a subset of like the characters that like sort of you know when the overwatch you know sort of like the beginnings of like uh overwatch and i just love how they've been like filling in the story with like comics and interviews and videos and now these like pve games as well it's a ton of fun i would definitely advise you you, you to play it because the loot boxes rain down like crazy <laughs> um, I already got some uh, pretty dope Mercy skin, who's like one of my mains, so that was great. Um, and yeah, it's it's like really fun. I mean, Overwatch continues to be the perfect game that I could just you know start up and just jump right in. 
um you, you know it's 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 just you know for like a couple years now i think it continues to deliver exactly what i'm looking for um in like a shooter um I've, i'm also continuing to progress in far cry 5 um been a little slower than i expected because i've had some just insane work-related stuff happening in the past week um mm. so so i kind of pause it but i did conquer one complete region um and you know it's a fun game um so far um as i said uh in a previous show i don't quite see a lot of the political hedging that a lot of people have kind of criticized the the game for as of now i'm really happy with the narrative like i think that it's you know it's like pretty great um and and like the gameplay is great but uh, we'll see how it goes as i continue into the game um and lastly um uh so like a nintendo they like they like uh rolled out their like a rewards program on the switch where you know you can sort of like trade in different coins that you get um from buying games to get discounts on new games um, so I had a bunch of games that, that you know, I had, I had a bunch of like coins th- that were lined up. So um, I wanted to just pl- play something new. So I picked up the remastered version of uh, L.A. Noir, Oh, um, nice. Which I haven't played since it came out. So it's been like about seven years or so. Wow. Now, the game, it holds up really well, I think. Like the, the, the facial animations is still pretty much unmatched um like the quirkiness of the game is still there um I, i've been playing it in this black and white mode which is super cool like it makes <laughs> it feel like you're like actually playing like like you know like like a pulp fiction kind of magazine like a like a detective noir which it is which is great um and it looks really great on the small screen i haven't played it docked yet but it's almost it's just fantastic to like see that game running in in like in like handheld mode um and they let you skip basically all sort of the the annoying parts like the driving and the brawls and the chases if you don't want to like i do those you can like pretty much just get right to the investigations which which is like the best part of like the game i think Mm -hmm. it's an awesome game um you know i would i would i i think it came out for like basically every console and like a pc so yeah, if like you haven't dug into it since uh, 2011 or like uh, 2012, I would recommend it because it's it's a good good Rockstar game. It's really good. Nice, nice, nice. Um, I will finish up with uh, I've been playing Minute, uh, which has been really dope. It's a roguelike uh, where your character dies every 60 seconds, which is kind of cool. It, it, at first, it seems really kind of like. A, a kind of silly premise, but it's a lot of fun because it's basically like Zelda mixed with a roguelike mixed with this dying mechanic. So you have to have that like mental mapping of where things were. So that you have to like remember where to go to get things, uh, which is pretty cool, uh, especially if you uh, are familiar with any of those games. Um, uh, what else have I been playing? I finished up um, Far Cry 5, and that was an interesting. That was an interesting uh, revelation. Once I got through it, it's a funny revelation. Ha ha. Um, and that game is a lot of fun. I know a lot of people poo pooed on it. And I had a mini rant about people's uh, people's uh, reviews the other night. Cause it was, it's a weird space. Like that game is a lot of fun. 
and it does definitely dig into the conversations that we had before it came out. We were like, I wonder if it's actually going to hit those political things. And the reviews have like twisted it into this interesting space where people are kind of adding layers to that game that we all didn't think there was actually going to be in there anyway. So it's like, yeah, is there political hedging? Kind of. Um, does it actually dig into all the stuff that we thought that they were going to dig into? Not really, but we already kind of thought that that was going to be the case anyway. Right? Like we were worried about that, but we didn't, th- we didn't know if it was actually going to happen. So played a whole bunch of that. Um, and the last thing I played was extinction. So reef and I, uh, got a chance to interview the folks from iron galaxy and Dave Lang, uh, during E3, check out that interview on our YouTube channel. Um, and on the back episode, um, and I got a copy of it to play and it's a pretty okay game. Like it's, it's not great. I think it's way overpriced. It should not be a $60 game. Um, when that game goes down in price, I think it's a good budget game. Um, but what I like what they do is cause it can be fairly repetitive. And if you're not familiar with it, basically you're this character who is, um, saving you, the, the main crux of the the gameplay bits are you go into these arenas, you save a whole bunch of people who are being tormented and being killed by these monsters. Uh, the more energy that you get when you kill those monsters, you get to then use that energy to kill these huge, like building sized monsters, right? Called the Raveni. And you get to like knock them down and cut off their limbs and it makes it easier for you to jump onto their back and then cut off their heads. That part is fun because of the differences in the way that the game plays each time that you play it. But overall it could totally be something that is like definitely gets wrote pretty fast. Um, it's a fun game. They add some little twists into it that are like modifiers and things like that. They randomize some of the, the, the tasks that you need to perform to get that stuff done. Um, but overall it's not a $60 game. It is fun. I would say, wait, um, and then once it does drop, you know, you can check it out from that point. I feel like that's a perfect red box game. You know what I mean? Like you get it, you go and rent it and red box it and then see if you right. like it or whatever. Um, word. Uh, there's a lot of stuff coming out in the next couple of hey, weeks. Hey, you bastard. I mean, you, you, what about me? Like I didn't what? play no games. You didn't play no games. Nope, you did not. You didn't oh, play no well, games. screw you bastards. What did you play? Uh, wow. So, okay, so, then. Uh, Bye. Don't say shit. <laughs> right, right. So I, um, so I did, uh, actually, um, I did get to play some really cool, I had some cool experiences at C2E2. Um, there was a group that had uh, Pinball FX 2. Um, for those, you know, for those of you who don't know, I love pinball games, um, and I love Pinball FX 2. Um, they created these uh, pinball machines that had instead of like the pinball glass and the pinball games, they had uh, touch screens, a 42 inch version and a 47 inch version wow. where you played pinball FX. Was it tilted oh, like like a pinball machine is? Yeah, it was it was an actual pinball like it was built oh, like a, a pinball a wow. pinball machine with a touch screen. Uh and then they had it had the the plunger for the ball. Wow. And then they had the, you know, they had buttons on the sides for the flippers and and it had haptic feedback on it. 
So you could, so like you felt when the flippers hit the ball and you could actually tilt it. Um, wow. So it was it was super super dope. That's it like pin mame pin mame on crack. I remember pin mame right. being a thing. That's yes. dope. Yeah, it's, I love it's, pinball effects. It's it's, it's crazy. It was crazy crazy dope. Um, it is. Uh, you could buy a Geo Metro or a couple of Geo Metros for less than it would cost you to buy one of the machines. I think the. Uh, the forty-seven inch is going for seven thousand, but you've got to you got to remember that you're talking about a forty-seven inch touchscreen, and they have all of the tables, uh, and they'll have all of the tables in perpetuity. So um, it, it's running Steam in the background, so you get all of the games, uh, and when new when new tables come out. You get those automatically as well, and you can play multiplayer. You can do all the things that you can do if you were playing pin, Pinball FX2 on your uh, on your Steam machine. So, um, it it those that was super super dope. Uh, I didn't get to play uh, yet, but I will play soon. Uh, there is a if people remember uh, Mutant League Football from uh, EA Sports back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an indie Kickstarter for Mutant Football League that was at C2E2. I didn't get a chance to play it, but I did get a chance to see it. Um, I did record an interview with them, and we may have them on the show really, really soon. Let's uh, let's cross everybody, cross their collective fingers. It uh, it looks like a lot of fun. Um, it it's all of the things that we wish we could have seen from a. Uh, an NFL branded game that the NFL won't allow uh, their ga- games with their shield on it to do. Uh, you're able to do in this game, and uh, you know, if, for for those people that want to play a casual game of goofy arcade football, this is this is really going to be well, probably going to be your bag, <laughs> and and it's twenty bucks. A casual game of arcade fo- if it's anything like the Mutant League football, I remember. It's not quite well, a ca- you're, it's, you're you're murdering. It's sure, sure. You're casually it's casual murdering. Murder. It's cas- casual murder. You're it's like it's the like ref. You're, it's you're, like a it's like a light n word. You know. Oh, know. Casual, it's casual murder. <laughs> casual it's murder. Casual, yeah, it's casual murder. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah. So so those were those were super cool. Um. And, uh, you know, outside of that, uh, I'm, you know, I'm still hitting a diamond pretty hard in uh, MLB The Show. And, uh, oh, and uh, for those of you in the stream, tomorrow night, stay tuned to Mixer because your boy will be playing A Way Out. Oh, nice. Night. Yeah, tomorrow nice. night. So, uh, so, yeah, so if you guys haven't seen that game yet. Um, you know, uh, by from the studio that made uh, Brothers, yep. A Tale of Two Sons. Um, this is the co-op game from EA, where uh, you're it's basically Prison Break the game, uh, and you have to play it co-op. So I will be playing that. Uh, who will, I will be playing it with? I'm not sure yet, but uh, my intention is to stream it tomorrow night. So uh, stay tuned. Nice. I mean, I'll I'll play with you if you. Oh wait, I don't think we can. 
Cause no, like, you can't play because you have to have an Xbox. You have an Xbox. Well, I have it on on Origin, but I don't oh, know if okay. they are cross. I don't. I, yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it's cross uh, cross platform. Well, that'll be fun. Everybody, check that out. Make sure what's where. Where should people go to see that? Uh, it would be uh, Mixer slash Stubby Stan. Nice. Stubby Stan on Stubby Stand or Mixer. You should throw throw a link to that in the chat. Uh, so f- folks can be able to find that. Um, we're going to get up out of here for episode 216. Uh, we do have uh, one thing of note after C gives the social media business. Social media business is as follows. Uh, check us out on all social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, IG, and Discord. At Spawn on Me. Uh, if it is a place where we have bios and all that information and you want to follow us individually, our information will be in the bios. So check that out there. Uh, SpawnOn.me is the homepage. You can get this episode and all of our previous episodes. See our archives. Check them out uh, right there. Uh, we are uh, everywhere. You want to go to uh, Tuesdays when this episode releases in the podcast format. Go to whatever your favorite podcatcher is. Put in Spawn on Me and uh, download the episode. If it's a place where you can rate and review, please do so. It really helps a bunch. And, of course, subscribe and tell your friends. Uh, If you have a message that you want to send to us. Uh, that is more than whatever the Twitter character limit is. I'm not even going to guess anymore. Uh, you can send it to us at <laughs> Spawn of Me Podcast. I'm old. Uh, Spawn of Me Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can just send us, hey, hello, uh, right there. Um, and uh, make sure you catch us if you have the chance. Catch us on Twitch, Twitch TV, every Thursday, 930 Pacific. Uh, no. 7.30 Pacific, 10.30 <laughs> Eastern, Thursday evenings, and uh, and 9.30 Central, because that's where we are. Um, and uh, if you want to help us out even more, you want to put your money where your mouth is, keep the lights on in Bricago, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash spawn on me. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help us out, and you get uh, one extra show a week and another extra show a month. That's five extra shows. <laughs> Math. Wow. And if you if you uh, support us on Patreon, I will get my eyebrows threaded. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so, hold on. What? You can't just casually throw that out and be like, "Moving on." You, why not? <laughs> yeah. That's the way know. you do it. You drop you drop that That's, mic and then you keep going. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you should actually, get them waxed. So, you should get them waxed and and stream it. Yeah, stream that. stream the waxing. Yeah, get them joints wax. Maybe, maybe I'll do. I'll do anything for money. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna hold you to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yes, I would. Uh, we have a teaser uh, of some really cool stuff that's gonna be happening for us next week uh, in terms of merch. Uh, so we'll we'll be talking a little bit about that on next week's show. So be be able to make sure that you're checking out all of our social channels and all that stuff. Something will go out Monday uh, for a teaser of what's happening on the 18th. Um, so thank you everybody for checking us out this week and every week on the Spawn Me podcast. We definitely love you all. We are 10 reviews away on Apple podcasts and iTunes uh, away from a hundred. Uh, so we're almost at that point uh, where we will hit 
100 reviews over the five years that we've been doing this show, which is pretty damn dope. So, again, thank you, everybody. We see peace. We're out of here. Peace. Hey. <laughs>